Lydia Diamond is here. Hey, Lydia. Hi, how are you? I am good. A pleasure to talk to you. This show at the Goodman Theater, which is called Tony Stone, is a true story about Tony Stone, who uh, is not only the first woman to play uh, in the Negro Leagues, but the first woman to play baseball which was unheard of at a professional level. I don't honestly know. Have have there been other women? Not that you're a baseball expert. You're a Tony Stone expert at this point. I'm sure we'll <laughs> talk about that. Uh, but I don't know. Have there been other women that played either in the Negro Leagues or for that matter? I don't remember yeah. one that. Oh, there have yeah. been. Okay, tell me about that. There were two. There were two others that came after Tony Stone. There was a woman named Mamie. And I'm so embarrassed, I can't remember the other one's name right now, but she actually mentored them. Um, wow. So she was the first for a long time, and then these other two young women came on who were also very good players. So when you heard about Tony Stone playing baseball in the Negro Leagues, back at a time when women didn't play baseball in any professional league, and I want to make a point of saying Negro League baseball was professional baseball, uh, but still, that's... Like, what year are we talking about, and what appealed to you to do this story as a play? Because you are the playwright. She was. It was the late night, the late forties, the, the the early fifties that that Tony Stone played. She played on uh, several different teams. In the play, we see her uh, with the team, the Clowns. Um, but yeah, she she you know. She, it was quite amazing, and she put it over. So you asked me how I came to it? Yeah. Um, I, I was approached by uh, director Pam McKinnon, um, Tony, Stone, Tony award-winning director, and a commercial producer um, to adapt it. And I, 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 I kind of didn't have time, and they were like, no, just read this biography of hers. And it was insane that we don't know who she is because she was playing with, with men for a very long time, and and like as well, she got a hit off Satchel Page. I mean, she was she was a phenom. A hit off Satchel Page. We've heard that story. If you saw the show, you will see Tony talk about that story more than once because she was so thrilled that hey, I got a hit <laughs> off Satchel Page, and she was happy to talk about it. But uh, teammates were at times taunted her. Uh, because, yeah. after all, women didn't play professional baseball back then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 um, the play is a, a joyful play about this woman, you know, that she did this amazing, amazing thing. And still, we know that, you know, she was driving through the Jim Crow South during the Jim Crow. And she, she um, was on a, you know, a team with men who maybe would like not to have had a, a woman on their team. And so, the, you know, the things she overcame, the things she put up with are, it, it's amazing, really, what she was able to do. All right, well, so there are two points there. One is she was able to play baseball, and several people have asked me this, so I didn't make a point of it, and I will now. Uh, Tony with an I, T-O-N-I, Stone. People are asking via mm-hmm. text, what is the name of this play? Who is this woman? And why haven't I heard about her? Well, you're hearing about her now. So Tony Stone. Uh-huh. And it really, Tony Stone. yeah, a real person. So, so she played with men when women just didn't do that. You talked about that a little well, you know, bit. I, I want you, you to talk about. Movie. Yes, go ahead. You know that movie, A League of Their Own? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so that league, they wouldn't take black players. 
you know, so she was like, oh, well, okay, then I'll do it this way, um, which is quite amazing. Yeah, that. so that's one thing. Uh, and I want to talk more about that. So, right, she she had no choice. If she wanted to play baseball, she had to play professional baseball. She had to play in the Negro Leagues. Accepting right. of being a woman only for the sake of entertainment of sorts, said the owner of this team called the Clowns. I don't honestly know. Is this an apocryphal name? The C on the uh, the, the baseball cap looks kind of like a Chicago Cub C. It does, and that's just a really weird coincidence, actually. They were the Kansas City Clowns, but they have our colors, and uh, the C looks very much like our C, and, and no, that was their uniform. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I mean, the way I play baseball, the team might have been called the Clowns back in the day, but that's that's a whole other thing. And and the other point is that, yeah, that's right. So Tony Stone traveled with this team. She's a woman, an African-American woman traveling throughout the country, which include the Deep South. And right. this play touches on that a fair amount, as it should. Uh, do you think that you left some things out on purpose so we didn't feel as uh, as uncomfortable as audience members as we could have had we known everything no i wouldn't say that i softened it i think i would i think it's more that tony stone had her eyes on the prize what she was about 100% everything that was in her was about playing baseball and so all of the stuff that was happening around her was as perilous as we know it was but her story is about reaching for this thing that people didn't want her to have that she was that she was committed to having. And, and and more than that, it was about the game. It wasn't a political act. She wanted to play baseball at the highest level, and so she kept her eyes on the prize for that. So I would not say that my play sanitizes the reality of that. It just doesn't live in that. So, you know, one of the most powerful parts moments in the play, I think, is, you know, towards the end of the first act, there's this kind of acknowledgement of this dance that, um, that, that the Negro Leagues had to do in order to play this ball at this high level that they were playing. Because, you know, all of our, all of Jackie Williams comes from, you know, um, Jackie Robinson comes from the Negro Leagues. But there, there was this minstrelsy part of it, right? They had to do this kind of slapstick performance mm-hmm. kind of minstrelsy thing. And I'm really interested about the, the tensions between that and what it means to be a performer and what it means to, like, it's the context of who you're performing for changes, all that stuff. So, um, I, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say that I, I softened the history, but I focused on her. You know, it's about her and these accomplishments and her experiences. It's interesting you put it that way because I've talked to uh, a number of legendary performers, uh, singers, uh, mm-hmm. primarily, who... Uh, I've I've talked about traveling in in some parts of this country uh, in the early nineteen into the mid nineteen sixties and what it was like, uh, and mm-hmm. they they almost nonchalantly tell you, oh yeah, I couldn't sit in that part of the restaurant. And when I would right. ask, well, why did you put up with that? Why did why didn't it? And I can't be in those shoes, so I. I'm I'm a white guy. What do I know? You know, but I want to let me finish. I mean, what they essentially said in each and every case is that, yes, of course, bothered me hugely. 
Mm-hmm. But but on the mm-hmm. other hand, I was there to perform. That was my objective is just to do a good job and then to be paid for that job. I'm a performer. And I just kind of that's the way it was. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it's not like you had a choice. And so I don't think that through any of the the, the, the uh, horrible things that we see about the history of African-Americans, I mean, even being African-American now. Yeah. We don't live our lives uh, in the in the only the muck of the the sad sad bad bad stuff. We're living our lives, and that is that is unfortunately a horrible backdrop. But um, it's not it's not uh, the thing that you're it is it is um, for, for them. It was just a, a matter of what their life was. That's what the world was. You couldn't stay in this hotel. You had to be very careful. You couldn't stop in this town, and you know you get lynched. You couldn't. You couldn't um, go through the front door of this place you were going to perform in. And it. And it was. You know, it took a toll on people. There's no way it didn't. And, like he said, you know, the joy of being a performer. You're you're doing the thing that you love that makes people happy. That makes you happy when you do it. So it's an interesting dichotomy, right? Mm-hmm. And in the case of Tony Stone, it was all about playing baseball, and she yeah. wasn't particularly feminine. And and uh, at one point in the show, she meets a man, uh, a somewhat older man, uh-huh. who saw her very differently, who saw her as yes. a, a very feminine woman. Uh, and at that point in time as well, things were different. You're married to me. You're going to do what I tell you to do. Right. Right. They had a really special relationship. His name was Alberga Aurelia, Aurelius Alberga. He was a businessman, Jamaican businessman in, in San Francisco, and he was very successful. And it, it is interesting because while I was researching and trying to understand it, I was trying to like, what was their deal? Like, what was that? She was 32 and he was like 72, 74. And I believe they really loved each other. And it was one of those things where two souls meet, and, uh, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to anybody else, but it makes sense to them. So it's, it is really, really interesting. And, and, you know, he did support her in her playing. You know, in the, in the play, you see him be like, okay, now I'm done. But prior to that, there are pictures of him rubbing liniment, like staged pictures of him in, in Jet Magazine rubbing liniment on her back. And he was, he was quite supportive of the work that she did. And... Yes, she wore men's suits all the time. She'd take off the man's suit to, to put on a dress and take a picture with her family and put it back on. And that was before there were any paradigms for this. It wasn't a, a question of how she was asserting her identity. It was what she felt good in and, and how she was in the world. So I, I find her to be an incredibly interesting person because there are all these contradictions and it, it's hard to understand because we want to look at it through the context of our lens now. But it was a completely different time. There was no paradigm for anything. She was just being Tony. Being Tony. Uh, do you think that uh, after you wrote this, did you reach out to anyone in her family? Uh, of course, she's long gone. Immediate family members are long gone. This happened so long ago. Uh, but did you hear from anyone in her family? She has family that's still alive, and she has a niece who came to the show. I think has come to two different versions of productions. Uh, I think they were came to um, D.C. and maybe Atlanta. I might be wrong. 
but um, terribly supportive. And the woman who wrote, okay, I, I would be remiss to not say there's a woman named Martha Ackerman who wrote a definitive biography of Tony Stone. And while the play isn't uh, an adaptation of that, it was my, it was the core source material, as was this really generous, uh, brilliant woman who wrote this book. And she had relationships with anybody who was still alive, who had been on the Negro Leagues. And with Tony Stone's family, like knew them well and had their blessing. And, um, and I was scared to death. Like, will they come? Will they like it? Will they see Tony in it? And they were so supportive. Um, well, so supportive. Well, it's at the Goodman Theater's Albert Theater. That's downtown at the Goodman. Uh, Tony Stone is the name of the show. And uh, the playwright, Lydia Diamond. Perfect name <laughs> to write a baseball play. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Lydia. Thank you for having me. Thank you.